podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I watched uh, The Lion King the other day, and since then, the urge to sing A Lion Sleeps the Night has always been a whim away. <laughs> a whim away. <laughs> yeah, not for me, John. It's not about you, Metis. Uh, so what I need to know now, Nate, is do you know that The Lion King is my favourite Disney movie? I did know that. I did, couldn't say Disney. Business I, uh, yeah. Business. I, well, I call him John, but still, business <laughs> Sorry, I should pronounce the company business. that runs your company. Yeah. Properly, that was a plug I? as well. So, I really way, so. <laughs> uh, so what's your favourite Disney movie? <laughs> if business movie is Lion King, what's your favourite Disney movie? I think I love the Lion King. I love the Same. original. I like the, the new real version of it, but it isn't real. Well, you know what I mean? A live action. Live action? Live well, action. I've got... I'm and I love the London... West End version of it. Yeah, I, I like love t- them all. I like two out of three of those. Love, obviously, the original. Love the theatre show. The live action one, the lions just made me laugh. They didn't look real. <laughs> they, like, don't tell me they're real lions if they're clearly not, you know? So, didn't like that one. I've got something controversial. Okay. I've only seen the original. <gasps> I've not seen the show or the live action, or the, yeah, live action one. Neither oh, of the you above. need to take Jess to the Lion no, King, the yeah. theatre production. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jess needs to see it that. it is tremendous. But also, I don't think the live action, the new film they made is... You don't need to see that. Sorry, Lawrence. But um, I think that the, the mean, original, the original okay. is, is the goat of movies. Movie, so Quick, right before, before I get the 10 out of 10 joke uh, verdict. Mm. Favourite song in The Lion King? What is it? In the jungle... The mighty jungle. The lion it. sleeps tonight. I mean, I didn't say sing it. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. I quite like I uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King. That's a, you know. The cir- what about the circle of life? Oh, I quite like the circle of life. That's also yeah, that's pretty uh, good. No, I see what's happening here. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I've only had I two mean, sips of the gin and tonic as well. I, so feel like, I feel like a Lion King bonus is here. There's at least one point. What's great here is we sat down outside a restaurant oh, yeah. in Monaco that we're in person we've got Lawrence Edmondson at the table with us also Fre- from Disney friend of the show I don't even know if Lawrence Edmondson's ever spoken but this is the moment uh, I haven't spoken on the show but yeah thanks for having me next to you while you record it and ruining what would otherwise be a lovely meal and no, I mean um, making a lovely meal even better well but my point being that he yeah. sat here thinking he's getting an episode of the Padhock which he thinks is stories of following Formula 1 around <laughs> the world and we're listing Lion King tracks so Give us a score. Okay. So if anything is better than an F1 show. All right. Okay. So the score is 10.2. Oh! And what's happened here? Wait a second. Hang on. I've broken the scoring system. You've, you've, <laughs> the integrity of this game is completely gone. What's, what's no, not at all. Because... So you're saying it's a 9.2 with bonus points is what you're saying. I, well, screw all that. I just think it's the best joke you've ever said. And to wow, allow okay. for that, I want to create this, adjust the scoring system. So, so what's it out of now? For that? What's it out of? What's the maximum I can get now? Well, I don't know. I haven't this is like when man that. went to space. <laughs> this is like when humanity went to space for the first time. They were then like, well, we've been there. Now we've got to go to the moon. What's the moon now? Yeah, but also they didn't know where the limit was. So they were never told, well, actually, that's the pinnacle. They just had something else to go for. Stop taking the mic away from me, Nate. I've got the headphones on, sitting here like a goober. You can at least let me finish my sentence. So I think what we'll do, because I support what Medlin just said, is you'll never know, mate. So I would just right, continue okay, to score so, you. <laughs> so now I don't know concept. So now this is where this is shit because a 10.2 could be terrible. Uh, you asked me what I think of it. Yeah, what does Lawrence Edmondson think? Um, I was a bit sure. I mean, I have listened to this podcast before and I, I, I think it does slightly ruin the integrity. Oh, hello. Um, pizza's here. Oh, uh, pizza's uh, just that's arrived. Yeah, yeah um, that's me. Sorry. Sorry? Yeah, I mean, I, presumably now it just turns up to 11. 
like Spinal Tap. Nice, good reference. Um, we should probably start the show at this point. Our pizza's just got here, dear listeners. And now we are going to talk about some Formula One. Once Lawrence has brilliantly introed the show <laughs> as he normally does. Welcome to Monaco, welcome to the paddock, and welcome to a chat between me and Chris and Nate. I'll tell you who they work for. Plus Lawrence Henderson, because I think you've played so much of a part in the show because we refer to you a lot. And now you've spoken on the show, I feel like you may as well just join the show. Oh, our, pe- our second lot of pizzas have arrived. Second lot? Well, they haven't um, ordered two each. No. Thank you very much. They, the pizzas look great. Um, do you want another? Oh, that's, Nate, that's Nate ordering another beer, and uh, people are frowning at us because we are doing a podcast live over pizzas being served. But so we're in the old town. I suppose we should say where we are, right? Shout out to La Turvanetta. That's ta- t- what did I just call it? Turvanetta. What is that? How you'd say that? Tavan. Tavanetta. Tavanetta. La Turvanetta. We should ask when. This is why people. Um, we don't host a travel show <laughs> or actually anything mildly successful. Um, but this is lovely, isn't it? And now I'm now. Not sure how I'm going to eat this pizza and hold a microphone at the same time. Well, I feel like what we're going to do. I've got five minutes on the thing here. I reckon we go to ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then we eat our pizzas. We give, we give. Maybe we go to fifteen. We give our fans something. Mm-hmm. Our fans something. Sorry, I should say. Um, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Favorite moment of the weekend so far in Monaco? Go. Well, aside from this dinner that we're having, yes, at the top yeah, of the this rock. dinner excluded. Yeah, which the is the top of the rock. We're not very. We're very close to the the palace where yep. Prince Albert resides. Um, we've got a lovely view of a lovely street. I've got, well, I've got a view of Nate, technically. Um, Which I think does ruin it quite substantially. <laughs> no, not at all. It wouldn't My favourite moment of the weekend so far was, um, I did a great interview at Fred Vasseur. Mm. Uh, it was great because I enjoyed it, not because I, you'll have to judge whether or not the quality was good. Um, but I had a chat on the balcony um, beforehand. I think he's a proper dude, Fred, and I think what he's doing at Ferrari will hopefully pay dividends. He just needs a bit more time. But uh, the Yeah, today go- didn't go well for him, did it? Huh? I said today didn't go well for him, did it? No, today... No, hang on. Today didn't go well for the people in charge of informing Charles Leclerc whether or not there were cars behind him or not, I think. Well, the buck stops with him, but I get what you mean. Hang on, though, Nate. It doesn't. Lauren Rossi over here. The buck stops. <laughs> yeah, this is where I do the Scooby-Doo and I say it's actually been me all along, Lauren Rossi. Okay, um, well, that was my highlight. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I would say it's a tricky one because it's my third time in Monaco. I didn't get to go trackside. Well, I said I didn't get to go. I was going to go today. Bit of bit of sunstroke. Please feel sorry for me, everybody. Um, I, I mean, we got to go on a yacht, didn't we, uh, yesterday, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, away from all the work stuff. I would thank say, actually, because I want to make... Qatar Airways on the Qatar Grand Prix. Yeah, that was, I mean, you know, it was, it was, that, was, that was the event. I'm actually going to give a work one so people don't think we're completely decadent people eating a pizza during a podcast. Uh, I did an interview with Lando Norris for the ESPN Unlapped podcast. Oh, nice. On Thursday, which was very good. Spoke for 20 minutes about all things F1, but also indie. Talked a bit of golf. You guys will be proud of me. Lawrence set me up with some golf questions. He said Tiger Woods is the guy he'd, he'd want to play with. A whole, a whole round with his handicap's nine point eight. Is that right? You can't say set me up, teed me up with some golf questions. Yeah, that's a slam dunk, as they say in golf, right? <laughs> um, so that was pretty good. And, and Lando, 
No, he's pretty relaxed, you know, uh, which I, I thought was quite interesting because he's, you know, he's had a pretty tough year so far. So the fact he was in that kind of mood, I thought was kind of cool. <clears throat> um, and I've got I, Lando. We've we've talked about it before, haven't we? Where there's certain drivers you have a good rapport with. Lando's probably I've got a pretty good rapport with Lando, so it makes talking to him a lot easier. Um, how about you, Metis? I'm glad you asked me that because I was just trying to help Barreto cut his pizza by taking his mic off him, so he had two hands. Uh, instead, what he's used that time to do is take a photo of said pizza, and now he's taking a photo of us, of us while we do a live podcast. So everyone's going to be delighted with this information. Um, mine has been what's been my highlight mine has been like so the yachts were cool we got to go on a yacht thanks to Williams and Golf as well when they announced that livery competition for Singapore everybody should vote for the heritage um, and then we got to go for a yeah cool Mexico GP dinner didn't we that came with a very fun jacket we get good freebies in Monaco that's what I'm saying so everyone is hating us all a little bit more and I'm okay with it um, but so yeah trackside track, I went trackside during FP2 because I had to go and get a SIM card because you can get no signal here. And to do the live radio shows, I needed to, a local SIM to try and power through. So I went to get that and then walked back along the track for FP2. And it's just so good. Outside of Casino Square is just insane. Like the, the exit of that section, because they come so close to the wall at high speed, over a crest, like the car's light, moving around a bit. But then they jink right to avoid that bump. And there's just so much going on so quickly. And you can hear, like, the throttle, the movement on it almost. I don't know if it's the driver's foot kind of unintentionally because of bumps or if it's, I assume it's in full control because otherwise more people would hit the wall. But you can hear the difference in, like, throttle mm. application. Like, it's insane. You are inches from them. I love it there. Well, I remember going there uh, last year. And um, it is amazing. On a lot of tracks, it's, it's amazing seeing an F1 car, F1 car anywhere, isn't it? But... I think Monaco, because you see all those undulations and stuff, like one of the best onboards ever, F1 shared it recently, wasn't it? Is that Ayrton Senna lap from 89, I think it is? And he's just ba- his car's just bouncing around, and the visor cam has given a really cool insight into that Same. this year. Where I, I've always hated that the onboard cameras now, because they're incredible cameras and p- incredible pieces of kit, kind of stabilise that, and you just think they're just like driving basically on a You just don't get flat. that feel, do you? Yeah, whereas the visor cam gives you all of that, and it also shows you how, how, how little they can see kind of, th- you know, just visually, like, they don't really have many reference points, but also their mirrors are basically useless. So around a place like Monaco, that's insane. And how close they get to the walls, it is just an insane place. Um, and yeah, I've, I've got to make sure I come back next year, because missing out on trackside this year, uh, this sorry, this weekend, was uh, was a mistake. Well, as I stuff my face with pizza, but they cut some of yours. Are you not going to try and get trackside for any part of the race? Are you able to? Would your job allow you to? Uh, potentially. That would be fun. I mean, we're drop my fork everyone uh, I think I could I, I could do that I'd have to ask the man here Lawrence Edmondson to cover uh, but I think um, that would be doable I'd love to see late like early-ish race just before the pit stops coming out of tunnel coming out of the tunnel into like through swimming pool like you can do that whole bit can't you where you walk across the, the harbour there um, I think it'd be quite good but let me let me pick my fork up and then I can answer the rest mm-hmm. Fair, you go for that. I'm going to let Bretto give Edmondson the, uh, the mic to see if he's allowing Nate to do that. Um, yeah, he's, he's absolutely allowed to. Um, I've, I did it one year, came back from the grid and just went straight to swimming pool to watch them all come through on the first lap. And um, yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Uh, the really good place I found, this is a bit inside F1, isn't it? But the really good place I found um, this year was just the hill up from Santa Vop up to Casino Square and uh, Beau Rivage, that kind of area. And it looks fairly straight on TV, obviously. It's fairly straight for the drivers, and they're flat out the whole way up. But it's both steep, and some of the the way the Armco bends, like, it's pretty blind as well. So they're coming around some of those really fast. And, you know, when you're 
trackside, you don't you hear the car, you don't see it, then it juts out and then it goes past. It is spectacular. So um, I think that bit's actually a red zone at the start of the race. So don't go there, Nate. But um, yeah, I would recommend going somewhere else at, at some point during it. I don't see any reason why not. I'll, I'll do the report, Nate. We'll, we'll have this conversation now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> away you go. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I think um, coming through swimming pool in that first lap will be pretty amazing. There's a pretty good spot you can stand there, isn't there? Where um, two of our colleagues, uh, Phil Horton and Lewis Larkin, were stood. Well, they were walking back last year. I think it was last year. And um, as they were walking, that's when Daniel Ricciardo had that big, that big crash coming through. There. I think he lost the, lost the car coming out of the second swimming pool. Sorry, the, the, the first swimming pool she came, hit the wall. And they said, like, just the noise and the impact, like nearly sent them both into the harbour they jumped so much uh, you know the noise and the force of it all so um, pretty, but that is a pretty amazing place you can feel the air coming past you there can't you when they come past so so I think as journalists we're pretty lucky that you can get a tabard that yeah. lets you go trackside and that lets Very you go much. in the area where photographers can go and you can go sometimes right up against the armco which means <clears throat> you can probably be 20 centimetres 30 centimetres away from the car particularly in Monaco my favorite spot is Tabak because you can go on the inside there. There's a photographer. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name. But more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. Hole, you know, in the fence where I guess they can lean out if they want to. But the great thing about that spot there is if you focus on the drivers as they're looking at the apex, you can see their eyes through the visors and you can see the focus. And most of the time their eyes are wide, like, you know, when you pull, push your eyes wide open. It's a phenomenal thing to see because it just shows how much concentration they've got. So on that, I watched a short video of um, Verstappen doing, a, doing one of his race sims recently, just, but it was a video of him, you know, like, facing him. And I found that really interesting for that exact point, Laz, because you could see on his face, he had, like, what I imagine is, like, Max Race face on, mm. where you can see, like, and his, 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 like, face contorts in a way that you don't see when he's talking to the media. All of his face, even though it's a sim race, you can see that what he's doing is replicating what he does in the car. Because people have pointed out that in um, Max and Charles, when they do... Um, and, and Lando, when they do sim races, the way they climb out of their their seat is the same as they would in an F1 car, even though they don't need to. Like with their legs, you know, close together, they hop out as if they've got a car around them, even though they don't. So I think they're really replicating everything they do in those. And his face, like their facial expression, it's such concentration. Um, and yeah, you get those great pictures, don't you, as well, in like places like Singapore and stuff like that, where their eyes are just like wide open, fixed on the road, which I think is awesome. That to back thing as well. I know we are being really niche here, so sorry everyone, but briefly you you stand on the inside of that corner and you notice how they do turn in aiming literally for the barrier because yeah. they know the car's going to understand yeah, yeah, speed. Definitely. so they put more more steering lock in than actually you'd think you'd need so that they don't quite hit the barrier but the car understeers past it it's just insane i don't know how you do that it's unreal so <coughs> yes we're very privileged and we're really sorry to be gloating about it while having dinner but we should take it back to your favorite maybe medlin because we've had mine we've had nate so we should hear your favorite he's, he's done his yeah, we did mine. Thanks for listening, mate. Glad, oh, you, uh, God, glad you're on board. Maybe I'll you're my cutting pizza. Your, yeah, cutting your pizza up. What was um, your moment? How many gin and tonics have you had at this mm-hmm. stage? Literally just this one. Nothing before? No. When, like, you've finished early today, right? You've been, you've been sipping finished champagne early. on yachts? 
No, not today. It's all it's all making sense now. You've been <laughs> just been drinking at that. Have you been at the Red Bull Float to Home today? No, but we will be going to the we will. Red Bull Float to Home later. Oh, I have been because I was in the ball pool. There, yes. Well, I want to ask you about that. So that looked mega. So for people listening, they've taken the water out of the famous pool that Danny Rick jumped into and that Christian Horner jumped into. Even, you know, what, what was that? Two thousand six. When they got the podium and he's dressed as Superman. Yes, when he had and he looks like a different human being to the Christian Horner of now because he's like chubby and he's like got weird like like and I mean that in the nicest way possible to like the Christian Horner of now. He looks much better now. Just in case you're listening, Christian. But there's a hosepipe ban here in France, isn't there? Well, sorry, we're not in France, are we? Apologies to the Principality of Monaco, Uh, but this part of the world, and so they've filled it with. uh, is it like ball, plastic balls? Plastic balls. Like so if you, you go to a ball pool at a kids' play area, yeah, essentially. Exactly. That's what I was trying to think. What the name? That's that what was. you've got. So let me let me ask you: How deep was it? And if if someone replicated the Danny Rick jump, would it would it knock them out? So I asked one of the um, hospitality staff there whether or not they felt it was safe, and in- encouragingly they tested it out <laughs> and suggested it wouldn't be a good idea to do. <laughs> To do that, but they tested it out. Yeah, I've, but I think that's a nice. As thing in to they do, did right? it for first. Yeah, as in they just and jumped they in. Hurt? They just jumped in, and they thought, no, they didn't get the. There was no injuries. No injuries were suffered. Okay. But they went in and thought, yeah, you know what? It's probably not a good idea. I personally would not belly flop in because I think you'll get winded. Nate was thinking about doing it this evening. No, that's why. I wouldn't do what Danny Rick did, and I also wouldn't backflip because I think think I just feel like that's not a good idea. Could either. you backflip? Can you backflip? I'd give it a go. Yeah, but can, can you do, a, do it? I can do a backwards roly-poly in the swimming pool. Does that count? Don't think that's the same no. thing, mate. I'm sorry. I love you, but that's <laughs> not the same thing. <laughs> I, can, I think oh I could do that. It's <laughs> exactly the same movement. What are you trying Same about? movement, but I think like gravity just is different, isn't it, in a pool? Wow. Um, speaking of the pool and Danny Rick, so I was down at Red Bull earlier doing some actual journalism, which I know is rare for all of us, I know, especially me. Uh, but I was talking to the head of comms there, Paul Smith, who I'm going to give a shout out to, is a fantastic guy. Uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, just, just lovely bloke. There you go. We're going to their party later, so I thought... I'd, yeah, I was going to say, what's uh, he's he, giving you? Well, he's giving you something. He's basically just invited us to the party later. But no, but no, is is a very good guy. But we're chatting um, about some stuff, and someone comes and sits right next to me on this table of four, puts his hand on my shoulder, and is like, hey, man, look up, and it's Danny Rick at the Red Bull, in the Red Bull um, hospitality. And I was like, oh, hey, mate. And he's like, oh, I'm just sitting here to, you know, just to, you know, there's two, you know, just to get away from it a little bit. There's, you know, there's a lot happening out there. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. And I said, if you don't mind, like, I hope you don't think I'm being rude, but I'm just, me and Paul are chatting about something. So if, and he's like, no, 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 perfect, perfect. Like, you, you guys keep chatting and I'll sit here. Anyway, did that for about a minute. Danny Rick was just on his phone for a little bit. And then, um, uh, yes, I will have one more beer, please. Thank you very much. Um, he then Paul Smith left. I feel like I'm telling this is what this is what happens when Medus tells a story, isn't it? That was yeah. my fault because the lovely lady who's looking after us here and and um, kind of tolerating us making a huge mess of this table with the recording kit and our pizzas uh, came and I flagged her down for an extra beer and she took away an empty beer glass. So I was like two because I thought she'd taken Nate's away. Then realised Nate has a fresh beer. So then she's trying to say to me sign language silently, no, yeah. and that ruined everything. Yeah, and I realised as I was looking at her that this is clearly mine, not yours. Um, anyway, but so so Paul left because he had to because Christian came in. He had to basically go out and, and talk to him. Um, and so I sat there and I, I, I turned in and Ricardo, to his credit, looked to me and was like, "So how's things going, man?" Like as as Paul left, and I was like, "Mate, they're great. Um, you know, how's things with you?" We spoke for about ten minutes, just off record, like there wasn't a dictaphone there. 
And I kept joking to him. I was like, I was like, don't mind. Like I asked him about, you know, how where his head's at for next year and stuff. And he was like, well, but I just get the sense with him, and we've talked about it before. But he's in such a good place. I feel like at Red yeah, Bull. Yeah, I agree. And it, you can tell it's such a difference. If you wind the clock back twelve months and talk about the Daniel Ricciardo in Monaco at McLaren. So this weekend, we later found out was when he was kind of first told by Andreas Seidel, who had been told by Zach Brown let him know we're thinking about other options for next year he was told actually this time last year on the saturday evening so we went into that wow. race yeah okay a dreadful race and I'm, you know at the time i remember seeing it and he was in the middle like he was just nowhere wasn't really putting in good laps he was just driving around and i feel like now he's in a much better place um he confirmed as espn as as we did that he doesn't want to go to alpha tower that's not an option he doesn't want to do that because I think he's got too much to gain. Uh, sorry, too much to lose and nothing and to gain. And I think that's the right thing to do, Absolutely. right, where he is in his I think his he career. wants this year off. He wants to keep that kind of... He made that call, right? So, um, but yeah, so people listening, I know we have a lot of Daniel Ricciardo fans. He's just, he's just a really nice guy to talk to. So that was nice. And he didn't need to sit and talk to me. He could have been like, this journalist here, I don't need to talk to him. I mean, Nate, you're a nice guy. You've written a book about him. But this is it. Well, yeah, that's true. A nice as well. guy. And he and he he has signed it as well. And and as I left, he you know a little fist bump, and he was like, "Nice to talk to you, Nate." So yeah, nice guy. I like I like him a lot. And he will never talk to you again, seeing as you said uh, ten minutes off record with Daniel, and here's everything he's told. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it was that would be the stuff that he doesn't mind people knowing about it. And you said you've reported it already because I saw Lawrence going like, "We have run this right, Edmondson, not Ibretta." That's why we use surnames, people that have a go at us for using surnames, and that's <coughs> why uh, Edmondson was looking at you like. We've used that, right? We've, we've said that just because otherwise you're giving it all to the paddock, as it should be. Well, yeah, yeah. No, so when I say off right, I mean we were chatting. I think he knew that, like, well, I'm talking to a journalist. It could end up in a, you know, it could end up in something. Um, at one point, he did joke. Uh, so Gemma from Red Bull also came over at one point, and he joked to me and to Gemma. He was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm just telling Nate the, the details of my contract, Gemma." And he like threw some numbers around, and she for a second looked at me and looked at him like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, hundred million. Is that right?" And he was like, "No, I said 110, Nate." And I was like, oh. And then he, he obviously, that's obviously not what Ripple is paying him. But it was just funny because yeah, Gemma, Gemma for a second was just like, what the hell? And I was like, you know, we're clearly not talking about that. We're just, you know, we're just shooting the shit. So that was fun. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully next year in the, Mex- uh, the Monaco Grand Prix, he is, um, he's racing because that'd be mega. Where do you think he'd be, though? Well, I don't. I honestly don't think he would race at many other places but Red Bull. I really don't think. I think he's, in his head, he's like, I, I want to race at a top team or not at all. And if, but I think he knows, he said this as well publicly, he knows his window for coming back is quite narrow, right? So, I don't know. What about you? What do you think? I, but that means he's replacing Checo, right? Well, yeah. And, um, I mean, we're recording on Saturday. As of today, I think Checo's, I don't think he's on thin ice, but I think that, I don't think Checo's seat is guaranteed in the long term. And I think that the reason that Ricardo took that opportunity, A, because I think going back to Red Bull mentally has been very, very good for him. I think also, if you look at around the grid right now, I think, Checo's probably one of the guys you'd say I wouldn't I wouldn't safely bet money on him staying there next year, you know what I mean? Because Helmut Marco's at the team, Horner's at the team, and they're just the way they are, they're just super unforgiving. So you can imagine Marco waking up tomorrow morning, for example, after and we're recording this, you, you guys might be listening to it after the race. But after Checo has crashed out of qualifying, I'm not saying this is gonna happen. You can imagine Marco waking up and being like, I don't want I don't want Perez racing for us anymore. Get rid of him. It's not that he's gonna do that, but that's the kind of guy I imagine he is, so I would totally put myself there as well. Brave shout. But no, I do see it. But I, I do actually agree. <laughs> Emerson's laughing away like, I'm glad you don't say this on our podcast as an official ESPN spokesperson. But um, I, I actually do agree that it does feel like that second seat, for, certainly for now, it was, you know, when Perez came in, it did feel like a, just a, 
well, fill it because we haven't got the right, we haven't got someone else that we want right now. And we're going to try something different. One of our juniors hasn't made it work. And he's done a really good job at cementing it, but also without really pressure from anyone else to take it. Daniel probably knew that and was like, well, they might give me it if they need to replace him. But it still was then on Checo. And I think on the whole, he's done a good job until today, which was, again, people might be listening to this much later because I'm not guaranteeing I'm editing this in time to go up tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a big, big mistake. And I interviewed Horner for Sirius afterwards. I was running around for Sirius XM and chatting to him about it and asked about the Alpine that got out of the way. And he's like, yeah, I can only think he was distracted by that because there was a massive overspeed into that corner. Like, you know, he was so far off, basically. Uh, and Checo himself was like, nope, that wasn't it. He said, I've got no excuse. He's like, I can't believe what I've done. And I will give him that. He owned up to it. You always find drivers looking for excuses. And he was like, there are none. I've made a huge mistake. I don't know how or why, but I have. And, and now there is nothing you can do about it, is there? Um, but it's, it's ruined his weekend. And I'm going to say that now because sat here right now, if Perez gets anything out of this weekend, probably think he can maybe can salvage some points with, you know, pit the end of the first lap, stick on the hards, run long. But the race still needs to work towards you for that to come to fruition so if he gets anything out this weekend I'll be surprised <clears throat> yeah and I want to clarify I think Paris is mega like he's been doing a great job um, but yeah I, I'm all men that yeah Marco could just wake up one day on the wrong side of the bed but um, but yeah so I know we've just spent sorry I've just <laughs> taken us on a tangent to talk for 10 minutes about a guy who's not actually racing in F1 this year but it was a Monaco story so yeah which I think qualifies yeah but oh and he did say he said that he's he's he said, I should bet, shouldn't I, that if, if Max or Checo, and this is, we're talking before qualifying, win the race, they have to replicate my dive into the pool with the softballs in there. And, sick, and I, was like, I was like, which of the two do you think would do it? And he was like, probably Checo. But he's like, I'm not sure about Max. So that was fun. He was kidding as well, before people think he's having a dig at Max. He was just, you know, off record though, so luckily no one's ever going to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my words. This was a, 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 a tremendous insight into Nate. <laughs> into Nate and his integrity about, about off-record chats. But also to Daniel. Um, I think what we should do in a very unusual turn of events is end this podcast slightly early just so we can finish our pizzas. Agreed. Um, and stop people having to listen to us chew, I guess. I was about to say, I've just put the mic to my mouth while still with a mouthful of pizza. But also, we'll obviously have Nate's 60 second review and a review one at some stage yeah of course maybe it'd be a 120 second review post Barcelona or something I don't know but there will be reaction we don't do reaction but there'll be something after Monaco we do that eventually don't we so this is just bonus content which as you can tell has not been scripted or planned <laughs> at all bonus content double the chews half the insight <laughs> that should be there's the, maybe there's the headline I don't know the, head, uh, the title Okay, um, well, I'm but I do. This pizza has been staring at me this whole time. I've nibbled a bit of it, so I would like to eat. I would like to eat it. Last thing I'll ask them: We had a rogue, very rogue, joke score to start this. Very rogue. Rogue. It was a great joke. No, massively rogue. Um, well, so to end it, I want a podcast score from our observer, who has looked so like sorely disappointed. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's been your best effort, <laughs> but um, you know you have had a lot of things to concentrate on: beer orders, uh, pizzas in front of you, uh, Nate trying to like row back on what was on the record and off the record. It's, it's been a tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. So there's a lot of challenges there, and uh, I think you've come through them with with aplomb. But this is the first ever podcast, uh, and I, uh, what's it out of? Is it out of ten? Is it out of eleven? Lawrence? Is it out of a hundred? It's out of whatever you'd like it to be, and you don't have to tell us either. Apparently. Okay, 926. <laughs> so you see, 
that could be out of a million for all I know and it could be a terribly low Nate, it, it could well be out of a million <laughs> I'll okay. take it okay 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 so to clarify <clears throat> the new scoring system has evolved so there will be a maximum score of 11 I well, I, I don't believe that because okay. there was a maximum score of 10 before now. But you don't need to tell us. We, uh, we appreciate it. No, I, like, I, I, like I, like I like the way you're keeping him on his toes. No, but I don't want Nate to think, you know, I've just given him 10.2. I don't want him to think it's out of a million when actually it was a very good joke. I'd just like to ask a question. Did you ever clarify at the very start what it was out of? Because for all you know, Lawrence could have been marking out of 11 this whole time and you guys just assumed it was 10. But I, I, I'm not uh, long enough. Well, I have listened to most of your podcasts, but I, I don't know them in, in inside and out. You guys obviously did them, so you will. I'm pretty sure it was a 10. Yeah, I, I suppose maybe I didn't specify it was definitely out of 10, but when I gave a 10, it was like that was assumed to be the maximum score. Anyway, I feel like we're losing anyone who's still listening. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of, I do want to say thank you and apologies to Sam, who's a listener with the name Sam, I don't know the rest of his name, who came up to me for a selfie in the paddock just post-quali while I was live on air with Sirius and I was trying to get Oscar as he left the TV pen. So I was trying to catch Harry's eye and time it and he came over for a photo and I was that wanker that was like, as long as you're quick because I'm busy. Uh, but I was. Um, but we did. We, he got his photo. It was great. Um, and uh, like, I'm going to out you, Sam, because I know at first it was a video and you had to apologise because you were like, oh, I've got a video there. Let's make it a photo. But um, yeah, sorry that I uh, that I cut and run so quickly. So I hope you had a fun day. See? Aww. Fans. Paddock fans. He said he loved the paddock. Didn't say he loved my work. He said he loves the paddock. Aww, so that's I'm so only... But by default, he loved a third of your exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the only credit <laughs> I'm taking. That's nice. And look at what we have to deal with. Medlin name dropping about fans coming to meet him. On the walk here, two of the people uh, on like the first cafe we walked past, I heard them say, that's Lawrence. And I was like, <coughs> and Nate. <laughs> they didn't do that, did they? They just said, it's Lawrence. And I think they were like, and, and the, guy from, the guy from Netflix with a really round face. <laughs> Very round face. Sorry. Thank you. Also, which Lawrence were they on about? They were definitely on about Bretto. They were pointing at him. <laughs> they were pointing at him. They were, they, one of them had a Lawrence Bretto face t-shirt. It was brilliant. So now I feel bad, right? Because I've clearly got bad hearing because I did not hear this as we were walking past. Nate was just talking about being my bodyguard and now I realise why he was talking about being my bodyguard. You were accepting it anyway. Just yeah. to wrap it up then, because it's only Saturday night, There's a, the, the night is young, the weekend is young, the way Monaco parties, to be fair. How many times have you been stopped for photos or autographs? I mean, I'm not counting. Is a it that many? Times. Is it that many? A fair few times, yeah. Double figures? Oh, yeah. Like, there was <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, that comes out across as badly. No, it doesn't. It was double figures when I left the paddock after the pen. On Thursday? Today. Okay. Oh, no, in, in that can... moment in time. Oh, I wow. don't know how many it's been this weekend. Wow, you got properly stopped and had to do... Yeah. I had that in Baku. Did I it's say really this on nice. the pod? It's like... Formula One fans are great. Yeah. Like, they, you know, want to have a chat, which I think is really nice. I love a chat, by the way. Um, selfies, I did some autographs. Fortunately, I've practiced my autograph. So, it's, I've never really experienced that, but Baku this year. I don't know if I did give this story on the pod before. Well, but you leaving, were the voice of Baku. Yeah, maybe. and I was so rushing to get to the airport sense. for the first time ever to get a charter, which you're used to. <laughs> use <Yes>. those. Um, <laughs> and there was a taxi waiting for me, so I had to go and get my bag wow. from my hotel and jump in the taxi. I had a no, taxi I pre ordered it. it. I pre ordered it from my hotel. And uh, so I was running back to the hotel to get it. And all these people wanted me to stop for photos. And then as soon as one did it, all these kids who I'm pretty sure had no idea who I was, but like, well, it must be important, came running over and asked me to sign caps and helmets and things. I'm like, I'm going to devalue it, but they made me do it. 
So that was the only time I felt like you. They were like, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. So I can count on no hands the amount of times I've been stopped this weekend. Don't need any hands. I haven't been stopped. Haven't actually ever been stopped for a photo. So I feel like I'm Ringo Starr and you two are both George, Le- George, George Lennon. John Lennon and George McCartney. No, Paul McCartney. That's not actually true, though, because we had a, we you stopped for when I asked you for a photo on the Miami Grid. Well, that I'm not sure. That, that's like your mum sending you a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite. That's, that's not quite the same thing. I appreciate like it was appreciated, like when mum sent me a Valentine's. No, I mean sends in a hypothetical situation sends you a Valentine's card, but it's not the same. It's just not the same, you know. Uh, as much as as much as I appreciated it, so. But maybe this weekend, maybe Sunday is the one. Who knows? Um, but I know what is the one is this pizza. So I'm going to yes. jump into the pizza. Lovely talking to everyone as normal, uh, and speak to you soon. All right, chaps. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Nate, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you very much. And thank you. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com as well as Lawrence's work. Incidentally, you can read Meadows' work on Race.com and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again very very soon. Oh, also. Don't forget to follow us at the Paddock on Twitter. Nice. Bye. Bye. Network.